anyway, uh, today's topic is about um, some of those video games that we have played in our past uh, that have uh, not rubbed us the right way, so to speak. Um, this isn't to talk. This isn't necessarily to talk about a game like a like a fighting game where like you you know you you're fighting someone else and uh, you don't know the frame data or whatever and you're like no no I tech that grab no you didn't you didn't tech that grab. Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> in in it's fighting, fighting game stuff. community stuff. In, in in fighting games when you grab somebody. Uh, the defense to get out of a, gra- a grapple for somebody is to also press the same buttons to grapple, so they cancel out, so they push back. That's known as teching a grab. Today. <laughs> um, but it's not, we're not talking about those. We're talking about like a video game ending or uh, maybe a boss mechanic in an MMO. That's something to that effect. Um, we'll start with Haley because I know she's raring to talk about that. And she hasn't um, been here, so. Hey, it's Anxiety Lasagna. Uh, I goofed <laughs> and had the wrong microphone picked for the first part of this episode. Uh, the issue does get resolved later, but I need to uh, re-record <laughs> what I was talking about for the first part of this episode, which was the ending of Borderlands 1. So if you don't want to be spoiled for the first Borderlands game, go ahead and skip ahead to the timestamp I'll have added in the comments for you where we finish talking about spoilers. So spoiler warning in three, two, one. Okay. So I don't know if anyone else is super frustrated by how Borderlands 1 ended because they spend the entire game hyping up finding the vault. Like that's the whole reason whatever character you choose is on Pandora. And for me, at least the way I played the game solo Leading up to the vault, like that last sort of downward climb or downward descent into where the vault entrance is, kicked my ass left, right, and sideways, up, down, forwards, backwards, anything you can imagine got my ass kicked. It was the hardest part of the game for me until the DLCs, which is a different story entirely. I actually like the few that I've played. But they hype up this final boss with, I don't even remember what Atlas company, I think she was part of the Atlas company. They hype her up the whole game a little bit and the vault. And when you go to the vault, the thing kills her and you fight one giant monster and that's the end of the game. Uh, There's no vault. There apparently has never been a vault. I'm not sure. Um, But it was extremely disappointing that that was how that game ended. Um, a hyped-up villain that gets one-shotted outside of your control, and you don't even get to fight her until the DLCs. And, um... There's nothing in the vault. It was just kind of... It seems to be the game sort of sets it up as Hyperion, another arms uh, company, sets your character up to kind of get rid of whatever this monster is so that they can access a new set of resources. Spoilers for Borderlands 2, if you haven't played Borderlands 2. There's a new resource that gets um, added to the game. The second one that I think only happens because you opened the vault. There's nothing in the vault. You do get a shit whack of weapons after the end credits, which I I, I watched those end credits. Uh, going through all five stages of grief uh, because I couldn't believe that that's how that game ended. Like, there was nothing you went in. Like, you didn't even, like, find an empty vault. Like, someone had already plundered it. It was just a monster appeared. I shot the monster in the mouth, and that was it. <laughs> it it's completely it's completely ridiculous. It's completely unacceptable. Um, I think at some point Sharky during this point uh, during this period of the podcast made a uh, comment that this is like gearbox. This is a gearbox thing where they hype something up and then like don't deliver on it. I could be completely wrong. Absolutely no shade, no tea uh, about gearbox. Um, I don't know (laughs) when the audio picks back up or how long I was talking about the game, but that was a quick summary on what you missed while I was having audio issues. I'm terribly sorry to you all and to my co-hosts for having to, uh, put up with my nonsense and I will definitely be much more careful 
about choosing the correct microphone in the future. Uh, thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Is this one better? That one's better. That one's that one is. Because <laughs> I was looking, I was like, she's like getting closer to the microphone, but like the volume's not changing. So I'm like, something's. Hi. My name's Haley, and I'm stupid at computer. There we go. <laughs> the only things I'm smart at are those pieces of paper over on the wall. <laughs> Everything there else, we go. big stupid idiot. Um, On-screen yeah, troubleshooting. <laughs> Hell yeah. Borderlands. Borderlands. I think it, for me, and this might just be back to like a negative experience I had with the game many years ago, I get so stressed out with it being co-op because i feel like i have to justify myself as like i'm a worthy member of this team so like when i would play with my husband um, <laughs> you can say husband now <laughs> i know it's weird as shit um <laughs> when i would play with him i would try and be five to ten levels ahead of him at all times so that <laughs> i could just sit there and help tank while he was doing the stuff that was his level just so i felt like i could, was allowed to be participating which is stupid and then your name anxiety anxiety lasagna that's my name <laughs> and playing it alone was more fun because i could kind of do it more methodically and like play at my own speed which was being out leveled for everything because i'm a big scary baby but got my ass beat by all the what i'm guessing i forget what their names actually are but they're like the aliens that i'm sure are not aliens they're probably like the indigenous species to pandora and they kicked my ass right left and sideways and then when i fought the monster i just like stood back and shot into its mouth and then it was like you win the game then you get all this loot you don't need because the game is over <laughs> and it's like hey do you want to play again where you start at the first mission but we've leveled it up to your current level and i'm like no because then i'm just playing the game already knowing <laughs> how it ends They're like oh but wait but wait if you play it again after you played the second time it's always going to be scaled to your level. You can't get ahead. And I'm like, I would rather rip my toenails out one by one than play the game in that way. So I will probably play the DLCs and never play that game again. Um, so that was very disappointing for me. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Welcome back to those who didn't want to be spoiled by Borderlands 1. <laughs> um, you missed a fun little technical glitch. I probably sound better now. Right. I um. Uh... <laughs> i've had this like on off relationship with borderlands like i won't play it by choice like just if i have an option of like what game do i want to play i'll never pick borderlands but then there are times where it's like if i'm hanging out with friends like if i'm hanging out with like friends for a long weekend and i have my little like travel case screen thing for my playstation we'll both we'll install borderlands and like two of us will two or three of us will play you know throughout the weekend but then i'll never touch it again like it's just one of those games for me. That really fucking got me. Like, I'll never play this game by choice. Because like, <laughs> like what? Is no, no, because you you pointed out. Because you know you pointed out because like it's like hey we have this replay value where everything's you know harder now and you get better loot. But it's like but I've already played through the game and saw the ending. So yeah. why would I want to, you know, go through all the same stuff that again. again? I play Destiny. Um, I know what it's like to do the same thing over and over again each week did you, play, so. did you play diablo 2 or diablo diablo 2 and all those games no i didn't okay check that out yeah um no, i mean the closest thing i guess to trying to play something like that was i played path i played path of exile like on and off like i'll mm -hmm. play it for like a 10 hour like marathon and then i won't touch it for six months and then i'll go back and make a new character and just replay the same like 10 hours and then just not play for another mm -hmm. six months that's like me with the sims like so, i play the sims like maybe twice a year but when i play it i play it for like 36 hours straight and then i forget that it exists <laughs> yeah it's like it's like that for like uh when i finally installed fall guys and like i was playing fall guys every now and then i would play for like four hours and then it's like a week would go by and then i'd pick it up for like an hour, and another like week or two will go by and i'm like i have this game and i just like never have the urge to play it uh, did you mean every time a Steam has a sale, and I'm like, huh, I want to play that later, and I never... Oh yeah, Steam sales, where you buy, games of my... you buy games you will play eventually. 95% <laughs> of my Steam library is games I have zero hours in. Yeah, same. So... 
But um, and then it's Skyrim, The Sims, and like some other and a couple of other games. No, but as long as like Borderlands and I like, I will play it when I have somebody to play with, but I will never like sit and play it like by myself. It's just, it's one of those, it's just one of those games less like, it's in this weird place of like I'm uninterested, but like I will play it if other people are interested, kind of thing. I, for me, having have like I think I put this is like years and years ago. I couldn't tell you how far I got into Borderlands Two at the time. But it felt like that game had more life to it than Borderlands 1, going from like what my memories of Borderlands 2 were to playing Borderlands 1. It feels like, and I don't know if this is just like they had a higher budget for the second one, they had like a better like writing team. Like I know Anthony Birch was one of the head writers, and I think he's a generally pretty funny guy. Um it just felt like that game was one more alive and two prettier to look at <laughs> a lot of borderlands one is just it's fucking ugly it's very <laughs> like, brown style's cool but it's very brown which was my big critique of like fallout new vegas which like i'm sorry husband uh he he's a fallout new vegas guy uh it's ugly <laughs> I mean, the difference between fallout is the difference just, between <laughs> it's just brown the poke the poke post-apocalyptic the the, the difference between uh, I liked New Vegas um, versus, like, Borderlands, I think, is very a bland brown, the first one. Um, but the reason it works in New Vegas is because I have been to those places that that are that are there. It's the same thing with you and Fallout 3. Like, yes. I've been to those places. I've been to uh, Camp McCarran, or McCarran Airport and, um, like, all those places out there. Um, and it checks out. It still looks shitty. <laughs> Yeah, so I I haven't gotten to finish Borderlands 2, so I don't know how it ends. Um, but some of the things that I would find, like, I never read any of the mission shit in Borderlands 1 either. I'd be like, turn it in, give me the next one. Like, didn't read it. I feel like I read more in Borderlands 2. The characters seemed a little bit more, like, entertaining and engaging. Um, so maybe they've improved, and I won't be as upset with how that game ends. This is not a game ending. This is me pivoting to my next game. Um, I say I'm probably less than one third of the way through this game. Uh, waited a very long time to play this game without spoilers, avoided spoilers for years, still have avoided spoilers, even though I feel like the spoilers that would be given to me would make very little sense because of the nature of this game. I cannot fucking stand Kingdom Hearts 3. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's fair. It is Kingdom, a movie. Kingdom Hearts fans cannot stand Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I loved Kingdom Hearts 2. I think it's a great game. Minus the tutorial, like, love you, Roxas stands. I see you. He's a great guy to look at. The beginning of that game is exhausting. Kingdom Hearts 1, unplayable. <laughs> when you go back and try to play Kingdom Hearts 1 mechanics on a, mo like, with having played a video game in the last five years, unplayable. <laughs> you adjust the camera with the fucking bumpers. What the shit were we doing in 2005? What the Not living our best shit? life. Not, Not living our living best, our life. best <laughs> lives. We probably had already turned on to the darkest timeline by 2005 if we were, like, adjusting cameras in Kingdom Hearts 1 with bumpers. Yeah. But Kingdom Hearts 3... The, the way... Like, Kingdom Hearts 1 may be an unplayable video game, but at least it is a fucking video game. Kingdom Hearts 3 is a movie that occasionally breaks out into a short video game sequence. It is a playable film. I had to sit through the entire plot of fucking Tangled while trying to play a video game. Like, I've seen Tangled, bitch. <laughs> I don't fucking need to watch the movie I've already seen in the video game that I've paid to play. Additionally, uh, looking at you, uh, Nintendo and the makers of the Nintendo Switch, why the fuck are those games cloud-based? Why the <laughs> fuck are they cloud-based? I, video games are on-demand games. I have this same kind of beef with, like, Steam and whatever fucking uh, EA's version of Steam Oh, I, I dread the day where Steam. Steam goes down and just every game that I have is inaccessible anymore, so. I paid money. I gave you currency for a product, and therefore... I should get to access the product whenever I want. I paid money for this Bluetooth mouse. Do I have to wait until there's an internet connection to use my Bluetooth mouse? 
no, I, I do have to utilize Bluetooth, but I literally have a thing I can touch. Why does Kingdom Hearts get to tell me when I get to play it? I'm like, it's time to play some Kingdom Hearts 3. And it's like, our servers are really full. Fuck you. You don't get to play right now. Then why did I pay you like $39.99? <laughs> that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Update, like, Kingdom Hearts is one of the most successful video game franchises in the history of forever, right? Like, it's big. It's a big fucking deal, right? Yeah. Why the fuck would you have inadequate servers, but then be like, you can only get this on the cloud? I'm sorry. I'm very upset. <laughs> no, continue. It's great. <laughs> I Cloud-based gaming. That's why Stadia failed. <laughs> I don't even know what a Stadia is. Google exactly. Thought, Google's exactly. like, hey, guys, we're going to make Google's going to make video games on demand, like from retailers through just an internet connection. You don't need us. You don't need like a console. You just need Stadia and an internet connection. And it was like, wow, this is bad because the U.S. internet structure is bullshit. So I my beef extends to Steam because I was on an airplane <laughs> and I wanted to play Stardew Valley, which is in my opinion, one of the greatest video games ever invented because it's fantastic and an idealized version of what uh, country life should be uh, wholesome, uh, cozy, and free of racism. Um, <laughs> I It was like, you need to be connected to the internet to play this game. I'm like, but I have a desktop shortcut. Right there. I downloaded a game. I had to sit there because you're like, I'm downloading this game. Why can't I play it when there's no internet? I, uh, I have definitely, like, backdoor accessed my video games that I've downloaded off Steam. There's a <laughs> setting you can do. I, yeah, I know uh... this because I looked it up later. But you have to anticipate that you're going to play your games without the internet. And I'm yep. like, I'm sorry. I paid you U.S. currency in order to play this game. I that was own the first it. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you all, I own you all it. pay for games <laughs> uh, uh, public service announcement uh, the without context podcast does not um, give a seal of approval to piracy um, or whatever those other crimes are associated with illegally downloading things you wouldn't illegally download a pizza so don't illegally download <laughs> A you wouldn't. Game. You wouldn't 3D this print a car. Public service <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm no. Crime, I just love that now. It's like crime is bad. You wouldn't 3D print a car, but I could now though. <laughs> so, I said, I said, download. I, I didn't say anything about that. It's, it's made that whole meme obsolete. It's like you wouldn't download a car, and it's like with 3D printing, I can though. So, <laughs> I can, yeah. I can oh, download anything funny. I want now with a 3D printer. Looping back, Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know off the top of my head this span of time that passed between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3. 11 years? Too long. <laughs> Too long. Like the, the period of time in real life or the period of time in game? Period of time in my life. I think, 11, I think 11 about years. 11 years. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit how much time passed for Sora. Like, he's not real. I'm... That's to fair. my knowledge, real. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts um, two oh five. I think I think the the most damning thing about Kingdom Hearts three is whatever bullshit they went through. There's another one coming out. No, no, here, no, 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 no. The most damning thing is they had, by estimation, eleven years to produce a video game, and then what we got. Was 11 years of development? I know there was other games that got released in that time. I see you Birth by Sleep. I see you Dream Drop Distance. I see you weird mobile game that you literally have to know the plot of a fucking 14. mobile game to understand a console years, Yeah, 14 game. years. 14 years. You could have a whole child <laughs> and they reach high school age <laughs> there are kids like, who are freshmen in high school that didn't that were the entire their gestation and growth is the entire development cycle of kingdom, of hearts, kingdom 3. hearts 3 and then that's what we got i i've i've played three worlds in that game 
And now it won't let me continue because the servers are always shitty. And what I got, well, I guess four if you count the tutorial world, which at least the tutorial was engaging in this game. I will give it that. I didn't feel like I was necessarily playing a tutorial when I was playing the tutorial. It didn't insult my intelligence in that way. Little did I know that part would be coming later. Um, I played the Tangled world and the Toy Story world and the Hercules world. So three worlds. The most fun I've had was when I get to hop into this overpowered fucking robot and beat the shit out of everyone around me. And that's the only time I've had fun since I picked up the game. But, well, first of all, I fucked up my own controls and therefore sure. could not fly a gummy ship to save my life. Uh, but figured out, if you just fly high enough, you can skip everything <laughs> and just get to your destination. <laughs> yeah. But then, it, but then it even takes away that fun from you by being like, you had to do this mandatory boss in your fucking gummy ship. I'm like, first of all, how have we not figured out that one of the worst parts of this game is the gummy ship? Is the gummy ship. <laughs> it goes the general plot, the gummy ship, <laughs> the controls. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's so weird because like we can't talk about, you know, a bad ending to Kingdom Hearts because it's not over. They keep exactly. saying, hey, we finished this, but it's not over yet because, hey, look, Kingdom Hearts 4 announced it's still Sora. The story's not over yet. My favorite thing that I've ever been told about Kingdom Hearts, my my dear friend Willis, shout out Willis, love you to death. He was telling me when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, like, oh, it's it's the end of the Dark Seeker trilogy saga and the Sea Salt Ice Cream tri like trio saga. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the the, the what fuck, the fuck it. is a Dark Seeker trio? What the fuck are you talking about? It's so that's, weird now because it's uh, like Jesse Eisenberg. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's just the uh, it's so crazy because it's like, hey, we're out of the we're out of the evil wizard turning people into heartless like story, and the trio of like Axel and Roxas and them like we're out of that story. And then it's like trailer for Kingdom Hearts Four drops. It's Sora fighting a heartless, and it's like so we're not though. So what you're telling yeah. me is so that so that was a not. fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, it, the results are in. That was, that a, was fucking a lie. lie. No, 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 no. We got we started that shit in Kingdom Hearts too. I feel like we we're gonna end up having to title this episode like Haley, Haley bitches about Kingdom Hearts. We already had a Kingdom, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts episode, right? <laughs> no, so. we've gotten very close to it. We've gotten close to it. I think this calls it. We well, whatever. We might get extra content out of this episode because I could talk about my love-hate relationship with that fucking video game saga. We'll do now because we have grapes about games too. <laughs> okay, my final point. My final point. My final point, and then I'll shut the fuck up until the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts episode. The first game, they're like, hey, when you lock the hearts of these worlds, they're forever safe from Heartless. And so when you lock the world, my dumb ass is like, cool, I can just walk out of here because Heartless can't come to this world anymore. And yet they still show up. That's and then you go <laughs> to these same worlds in the second game. And they're like, uh-oh, that thing we said was the solution to your problem last game isn't the solution to your problem anymore. And I'm like... It's like, Mickey, I don't know what the... I don't think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you could have just kept that same mechanic and they're like no there's got to be nobodies now and then there's those like other things from like dream drop distance that were like cute and have stars on them or something i don't know kingdom hearts you're a fucking disaster i love you get better kingdom hearts was like <laughs> evil King kingdom hearts started like oh it's the evil in the hearts of men and then kingdom hearts 2 on is like here's a shadowy cloaked organization <laughs> like... this is about the darkness in our hearts made manifest Kingdom Hearts 2 said, yeah, but what happens to the body? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, well, they become a new person. What if we made they become a new They become a new person, and we rearrange the letters in their name, and we slap an X into it because we're cool. I also, okay, last thing, I swear to God. <laughs> I love that they came up with all these very cool names for people in Organization 13, and then they had to go, whoa, what were what their, their real names, names before we added an X to it? <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I'm done. Someone else talk before I keep shit talking Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I've, I've, I'll, I'll go next. Go, Just go, go, go. Hold you. Ironically, still tangentially related to Haley. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because in all of my travels as the Lone Wanderer and going in there and doing all of the stuff you do in that game, uh, whether or not you blow up Megaton, whether or not you shoot that one guy at the top of his tower. Tenpenny um, eat dicks. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, and all the other stuff you do in that game, um, the one, the one bullshit part is the ending where it's like, no, you have to die yeah. <laughs> or you have to die or Liam Neeson has to die. What if you has to die? <laughs> Hold the phone. The dad's voice. You not have your dad die in Fallout 3? You guys can do stuff in Fallout 3 instead of get lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. No, I definitely got lost. One Jason Bateman film just happened. I'm getting a thousand. You guys are getting paid. I just like unless I, every time I install Fallout Three, I just get lost. So unless I'm misremembering Fallout Three, which is possible, as I recall, the ending was I was one of you dying. Go for it. Um, my my recollection is your dad dies first. And there's uh -huh. nothing you can do about it. Because I reloaded that bitch <laughs> over and over and over. And then you have to figure out how to do something else. Mm -hmm. And then you sacrifice yourself in the end. At least that's okay. how I played it with perfect karma. But I, I, I do remember point, there was something where it's like either you die or you get the bad ending. Yeah. There's only you either you either sacrifice yourself in order. Hi, we're talking about Fallout Three. Um, <laughs> spoilers for Fallout Three, even though the game's older than dirt. Um, <laughs> you can either sacrifice yourself if you align with the Brotherhood of Steel, who's the good guys in that game, which is apparently not a thing that happens in any other Fallout game up until nope. then. Um, to turn on the Jefferson Memorial water filtration purification project mm -hmm. to give clean unirradiated water to the capital wasteland or you can side with um fuck what are they called president eden's fucking the enclave the enclave the shitlords yeah and they're like you can put in the the virus into the water that kills anything that's been mutated by radiation so you would just like commit a spicy genocide. <laughs> spicy genocide. And uh, you get to pick one of those two endings. So you, you either die or you commit a nice spicy genocide. What was the, uh, is the meme I shared in the Discord? It's just radiation is just spicy air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shared that. I, I shared that shit I think, like last night. <laughs> I, I think the other thing about it is that after that, after that, regardless of what ending you pick, you still got DLC, so you're still alive. You somehow fucking live, and they don't talk about how it happens. We just uh, we're gonna bypass let that. You do the ending. You so you say before you start the ending sequence, and you can't uh -huh. stop during the ending sequence, which is annoying. So no matter they do the same thing in Breath of the Wild, where you can like go through the whole ending sequence, but when you reload your game, you it's haven't just before done you that start that part. Sequence, yeah, which is how I think they justify it. Um. But yeah, that's a stupid mechanic too. Like, let me win the game. <laughs> Come up with an ending that doesn't kill the character so that there's like a replay value other than like, oh, you still have this main quest line hanging over that... your head. Um, And I like how New Vegas and 4... Well, oh yeah, 4 did a little bit. New Vegas 4 and so on. Um, I like how they've definitely learned their fucking lesson. Because the one thing about Fallout was always that you have multiple endings... Some of them are pretty, like, gray in the gray area as far as morality goes. Most of them are – some of them are fucking hilarious. Um, but you don't get any of that in 3. You get you get poison the well or die. Yep. <laughs> and that that fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that was my that was my gripe with Fallout 3 the whole time playing it. Yeah, and they, they sort of railroad you into one of those endings depending on how you choose to play the karma system. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, the game 
touts itself and be like, we have a morality system, but it's, and I don't know if this is just me not understanding video games, but like they decide like which faction is good and which faction is bad. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, you could look at either side and understand where each side's coming from, but they automatically associate the Enclave with bad and the Brotherhood of Steel with good. And they're like, if anytime you help the Brotherhood of Steel, you get good karma, and anytime you help the Enclave, it's bad karma, which I think is dumb. <laughs> Just pick a faction, and there shouldn't be a morality attached to a faction. Damn you, black white morality systems. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, uh, another one of those things that is like a black-white morality system. Um, I like when you, I like the individual karmas for individual groups. So like if you do shitty by a group, then they know. But if you, you do good by them, then they also know. Um, and unless they're directly in conflict with another group, uh, you, they'll never really, you'll never get that cross-contamination. They did that in New Vegas, right? Yeah, they did it in New Vegas. They kind of did that in 4. Um, but yeah, that that was my that was my uh, slightly more concise uh, gripe about my my game. Sally, you're good. We love it. I had two weeks of feral. <laughs> yeah, Haley was uh, uh, so I'm away a... from everything for two weeks. So I was dealing with the final preparations for a wedding, a wedding, family obligations after said wedding exactly Mm -hmm. one full day with my new spouse before he had to go back to the military oh you guys are also watching this episode on friday uh hopefully somebody put it out on time because i will not be at my computer for the whole weekend because i'll be at a wedding i i I will probably have done it don't worry i went to it's literally just flipping a switch on youtube so i I went to my nephew's birthday yesterday and Mm -hmm. They were talking to my soon-to-be sister-in-law about the wedding, and like she was saying, like you know, there's still stuff that she has to get. Like uh, she still has to like pick up like the cupcakes for the wedding. They're not doing like a cake or anything. But my mom and my stepmom were both like, "What do you mean you haven't picked out your cupcakes yet? It's not even their wedding to plan." <laughs> so it's like that sounds that oddly familiar. Episode. That could be a whole episode of me. I'm just like bitching about how stupid in capitalism. Or how capitalism. Well, no, it's, it wasn't the capitalism part. It was like you two are not planning or responsible for this wedding. Stop freaking out about it. <laughs> uh, were the people you're talking to um, identify as women's? Uh, yes, they're the mothers of the family. There you go. <laughs> but anyway. it's like you're not the ones planning it. Stop freaking out. It's Before uh, we get too deep, I'm gonna take my hoodie off and I apologize. Show us your pink hair. I, it's terrible. I'm I'm so roasty toasty in this hood. But I have to. <laughs> I like the joke last night. Haley's like, I'm gonna spontaneously dye my hair pink, and then it's like after yeah, doing so, yeah, it's like pink. I regret everything I have done. It looks yeah, good. I I do like it. Though, you need a little like bit of Haley. You need a little bit of chaos in your life. Uh no, this whole process <laughs> has taught me it 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 looks passable. In this lighting, in real life, it is so dark pink that I'm having we'll have you, uh, every time I look at it. We'll have you talk to Sarah about dyeing your hair pink because she does it a lot. So no, never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> this is too scary. Cool. Anyway, is it time, well, cool. is it time for great. me to gripe about Mass Effect Three for half an hour? Yes, <laughs> right. yes, it is. I, I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm in them trenches. So <laughs> yeah, we're in the trenches for this because to earn the bullshit ending of a video game that we got we had to suffer first mm-hmm. when it originally Spoilers came out mass effect, 3. mass effect 1 original because they ch- apparently changed it for the legendary edition that came out so they made it more like mass effect 2 which is perfect because that's uh, actually feels like a video yep. game mass effect 1 yep. playing the game is the most miserable experience of my life <laughs> did not age well at all it is it's a bioware game so it feels like their Star Wars game, the Knights of the Old Republic. And it feels terrible to play. <laughs> it is like, it is, and the thing is like, because these games are RPGs and they're so long and everything, it is a chore to get through the original Mass Effect one. But you start setting the stage of, you know, your character relations. Uh, you start setting some story threads, like little side stories into motion. So when you get through that ordeal, you get to Mass Effect 2 which actually feels like a video game. It actually, it's 
you know, good combat, a good like whole control setup. It actually feels like they're like, okay, we're not going to do Mass Effect One again. <laughs> we're actually going to make this feel like a shooter. So it's like, okay, cool. And best game of the best game of the four. And I'm gonna talk about Andromeda. I'm gonna talk about that game. Oh no! But so Mass Effect Two, it's like, okay, cool. This is perfect. You know, I got through one. All of my story stuff is continuing. You know, I get all this stuff. I get all this like new cool stuff. I get new characters on my squad. I get this whole new story and it builds the story to where Mass Effect 3 takes off. Where Mass Effect 3, 99% of the game is great. <laughs> it plays like Mass Effect 2. You're going through the galaxy. You're like, okay, cool. This out of the galaxy fleet of like robotic sentient ships are starting to destroy everything like they do every hundred thousand years or so and kind of reset the galaxy so it's like you're going from planet to planet you're trying to find out how to stop them you're saving your squad mates home planets and all that stuff and then it comes back to earth where it's like all right we're going to launch our final assault right now and then they give you out of every choice you've made in this game out of every side story out of every supporting little side character plot line out of everything you've done with your squad and all the stories so far pick a color you can pick red blue or green and it's like uh -huh. okay so i can either destroy all the reapers which are the ships i can control them which will kill shepherd but also have him his consciousness basically controlling them or synthesis where every organic being will kind of be transformed to also be synthetic to a degree so it's kind of like half and half so it's like okay cool so you're not purely organic being so we don't have to destroy the galaxy anymore so now we have all this knowledge from like countless civilizations before you all to pass on to you so that's like that's technically the good ending and you just get that by randomly picking a color yes what color is it? it red, it's, it's either red, blue, or green. No, I want to know specifically which red, color it is. Because I know red is destroy. Uh, red is destroy. Blue is control, and green is synthesis. But the thing is, they had all of these story elements going in, and the thing is, like, none of them matter because once you get to the beam that takes you up to where you need to go, you're given a cutscene, a conversation, and then you pick your choice. Then you get another cutscene. There's no final boss. There's no, like, real goodbye. The last enemy in the game is a common enemy who pops out behind, like, cover because you're, like, you're, you got hit by a laser, so, you're, like, your armor's torn up. You're, like, staggering to this beam as, like, a last-ditch effort. A normal enemy comes out around the corner. You shoot him. You get into the beam, and that's the last enemy you fight in the game. They did a extended cut when they re-released it for the first time which is like okay we'll add a little more context to this ending but they didn't really change it it's still the same three options apparently there is a fourth option uh i forget what that is but it doesn't actually like it doesn't change the feeling of how that game ends because it's like i have worked through so many hours through an ordeal of a first game and through bangers of two and three to get pick a color in a game where all of your choices up in here have mattered. And I'm just like, so we don't destroy the head honcho who's been taunting us for two games. We don't, you know, have this like what Mass Effect 2 did where we have this long segmented, you know, choose your squad who do you send to this area kind of like squad breakdown of like a suicide mission it's just you go up onto a light and then you pick a color at the end of the final game in the trilogy <laughs> so you describing this to me i looked up on my phone yes the only game i could think of that's comparable with that ending in terms of like what you need to do in order to accomplish the end of the game and it was, um, it's a game that's, it's a classic. It is a modern classic. It's called My Friend Peppa Pig. <laughs> and <laughs> the way you win My Friend Peppa Pig is to just be a good friend to Peppa, the world's worst pig, and uh, go with Peppa to Potato City. 
and you get the final trophy and you win the game. <laughs> My friend Peppa Pig is for preschoolers. <laughs> Mass Effect 3, I'm sure, is what? Rated M for mature? Yeah. And they both, the ending of that game requires about as much skill as my friend Peppa Pig. So what gets me is like, even on the Legendary Edition, they didn't bother changing anything. It's still that same ending. So it's like, you replay it. They fucking made a choice and they stuck to it. They did. And it's just like, okay, so it ends kind of on a flat note because it's like, well, it wasn't even like an end boss. Like, it was just a mission that we went through to get to here, and then we made a choice. It wasn't even, like, a final boss fight. Like, there wasn't, like, some heroic, like, you know, last, like, run to whatever you have to get to, like, to did. It was just, it was the most, like, you're reaching this high point because you're like, we're going to do it. We're going to destroy all of them. You know, we're launching this assault on Earth to take it back and all that. And then it's just like, pick a color, boys. It's like... I want, Excuse me. <laughs> for, for context, Mass Effect Three came out in 2010. The Legendary Edition came out in 2021. Yeah, it came out last year. They had ten year over ten years. It they is had over ten years, and they stuck to that shit. When I, mean, I tell like, people, there's another... yeah, there's another game, and I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, when I tell people who want to play Mass Effect, I tell I start off. If they're playing the original, if they're playing the original games, they're not playing the legendary, which I will always recommend the legendary one right now because it saves me half of this statement. You will hate the beginning and end of Mass Effect. Yep. But everything in the middle you will love. Everything Get from it? two to like the last 20 minutes of three. Yes. Like if you're playing the legendary edition, I'm pretty sure one is a lot more manageable to get through now. So you're probably going to enjoy the whole thing. But if you're playing it, just the original ones, you're going to hate the entirety of Mass Effect 1. And you're going to hate the last 20 minutes of Mass Effect 3. But then a few years ago, they came out with Mass Effect Andromeda, which is a spinoff game. It's like this isn't tied to the trilogy. This is a new game in the universe. Uh, just what the fuck are you? There's this thing on my desk going on. And it was my question of whether the ending of that game impacted the next game if it's it did not. No, but it no should have it because possibly. they overlooked something. And what they overlooked cuz the title Andromeda is it takes place in the Andromeda galaxy. Our game takes place in the Milky Way, just the entire Milky Way. The premise is these arc ships leave the Milky Way to go to Andromeda as like a mission to just find new planets to colonize. So technically, this game takes place like 600 years after the Mass Effect trilogy. What they overlooked is that you have to leave the galaxy to get to Andromeda. All of the Reapers came from outside of the galaxy, which means they should have come across those ships. So it's like... So they're counting on you to have picked red in Andromeda. The, the universe well, is a big play shark. Andromeda takes place between 2 and 3. So they're not it gone yet. <laughs> It happened, I think... Just said, I said, I'm blind. I suddenly lost the ability the, to see. So, From what I recall, the like the, where, when they send them out to the Andromeda Galaxy takes place just right after two. the suicide mission. Yeah, right before... Oh, it's right, it, a, it's right it's after. between two and three, so it's right after... It's after the suicide mission, but before the Reapers actually arrive. Which means they're coming in from dark space, where the ship is leaving into dark space. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they're like doing the the star wars thing where they're in like hyper speed or whatever no because the thing is it's 600 years after so it's like the ship is just traveling it's not like jumping it's just traveling and i think in mass effect 3 it takes place like a year or two after 2 and because you mm. see at the end of 2 the reapers are just like slowly coming into the they're galaxy pulling up, yeah like they're not hyper jumping they're just like floating towards so some time has passed but I'm like, that ship shouldn't have made it, first of all. And also, <laughs> this is like Bioware's like B team, I think, that did Andromeda. So the game itself is just bad. Like yeah. the animation, the animations are bad. Like the story is kind of lackluster in every way. The development um, cycle for this game was awful, if from yeah. what I recall. And now, like, not like, even not even any shade to like the 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 B team of Bioware, but like. The development cycle that they had to deal with was bullshit. Yeah. And uh, 
so it was just bad and it was met with like you know the gameplay is all right and all that but at the same time like the characters were uninteresting the plot was uninteresting and they haven't made a sequel to it and i don't think they're going to but then they announced earlier this year mass effect 4 is coming and i'm like now i have several questions with that because which one of my choices is now considered your canon ending because in two of those shepherd dies so you well, don't really mention that shepherd died in blue. so technically okay so technically depending on if you get enough war assets in three which is enough you know the whole thing is the whole plot is you trying to assemble a galaxy unified like fleet of ships to take back earth so every species is like hey we're going to launch one unified effort so the main counter to that in the game is war assets and it's like once you hit the certain point then the last mission to take back earth will launch and depending on like what happens on that number it'll do stuff but it's like if you have a high enough war assets after the destroy there will be a small cutscene of Shepard's like chest plate, like growing with like an exhale, indicating that he might have survived. But that's only if you have enough. That's not like a basic playthrough cutscene. So what you're saying is they weren't want the creative team for Mass Effect Three thought the franchise was finished after mass effect three yes and then the powers that be went no 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 they were like we're gonna make a spin-off there's more money they're like yeah we're gonna make a spin-off and i'm like the spin-off could have worked if you know it had the technical know-how behind it and you know the right writers and stuff like that and then they're like oh that one didn't make a lot so people want to go back to the original and now it's like you guys have a lot of reconciliation to do with that ending (laughs) to make this one make any iota of sense so but love love when that shit happens and i'm like god damn it ea that all you had to say was that it was an ea game and now everything you've told me makes everything lines up it's like i think like an entire episode could be dedicated to like how ea fucks up finales on things god i could talk about dragon age yeah it's like dragon age uh they had I mean, they did, uh, like, Dead Space. It was, like, mm-hmm. Dead Space 1 and 2. It's basically Alien and Aliens, where it's, like, survival horror into, like, action horror. And then there were, like, three, for no reason, make a co-op. Make some missions only available if you're playing co-op. And put in weapon crafting so people have to spend money on microtransactions to get materials. And it's like we could do an entire episode about EA and microtransactions, and I can only like, talk about the sheer cost of The Sims Four. If you want to get the content, the the current thing that grinds my fucking gears about Dead Space because I'm about to replay two, um, is that the company that made Dead Space and made EA so much money with it were told, "Hey, we want you to make our next Battlefield game." After they finished Dead Space Three, and it was like, "Okay, we'll do that." So they make Battlefield Hardline which is like a cops and robbers battlefield game. And it doesn't do well. So they close Visceral Studios, the guys that made Dead Space, because that's how EA does it. If they tell you to make a game that you're not familiar making, and then when it fails, they devour you. But then they were like, other studio, remake Dead Space. So it's like... You could have just kept Visceral open. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> they just had the making dead spaces but now the current stuff that i'm seeing is like ea is looking to sell off because like apparently they're just like realizing how shitty of a company they are so you could say that visceral studios is now a dead space oh uh, it is the guys who, what's so funny though is that the guys who ran visceral are making another like sci-fi horror game but it has the weirdest tagline of it takes place in the PUBG universe. And I'm like, Players Unknown Battlegrounds is a battle royale game without a story. Are you telling me that this is actually just how the world is in this universe? <laughs> where people just get kind dropped of fucked off up. <laughs> where people just get <laughs> dropped off on a random island to kill each other. <laughs> and it's like from the universe of from the universe of PUBG, and I'm like, there's a lot to unpack in that I, single I, tagline I, I, I about think, the moral I think implications. Of, actually, 
I hope so, but I'm I'm looking forward to a Callisto project. It actually looks pretty good. And I know uh, the guys, if it's the same guys that did Dead Space One, I know they're going to knock it out of the park. So from from the world of PUBG, just thinks of like featuring Dante for the Devil May Cry series. It's just it's so weird because it's like from it's like set in the PUBG like universe, and I'm like, okay, if that's the case, I want the game that shows what government took over to drop like prisoners into like a weird Soviet country to kill each other. <laughs> like, show me, show me the lead up to where PUBG got us. Welcome to Dead Man Wonderland, the video game. <laughs> Gee, no kidding. But yeah, I mean, oh. it's still like, it's been, uh, it's been years. I think it was like 08 or 09 when uh, Mass Effect 3 came out. It, it's been over a decade and it still pisses me off. It's like, it's just one of those things where it's like, every time I sit down to play Mass Effect again, I'm like, I'm loving every moment of this, but I know at the end, I'm going to just hate every second of that ending. <laughs> so, it's just like, why am I even doing this? I know I'm just going to be pissed off. I know it's not going to matter at the end. So. Mass Effect 3 had multiplayer, though. That was pretty cool. Mass Effect 3 did have multiplayer. and It was, it was pretty fun. It was enjoyable multiplayer, yes. Is Mass Effect the video game where you can fuck that one... Um, like, I don't know how to describe this alien, but he's, like, vaguely buggy, like, bug-like, but he's also ripped as fuck. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was thinking of the correct game. I, I only I, know that because of TikTok. <laughs> he's a the Turian, I believe. We're talking about my boy, Garrus. Yes. Yeah, Garrus! <laughs> so, the cool thing is, everybody in the game has a set personality. They just respawn differently to... Whether you do the Paragon, which is, you know, the good-natured actions, or the Renegade, which are the bad-natured actions. Where it's like, you can either, sometimes, like, Paragon be, like, talking to somebody and be like, hey, man, I know what you're going through, you know, just, we can work out together. And Renegade is like, you think you're the only one with a fucking problem? <laughs> it's like, that's that's kind of how the, like, like... morality goes. But Garrus is My... the only character whose personality shifts based on which you do more. He will act differently throughout the game based on how you act. Like he takes, he learns by watching you. <laughs> so he got it from you, okay? No, that's not like Garrus learns like by watching can, you. I feel like we could do an entire episode on like moral systems and like I know I could do an entire episode talking about romance systems because it's my favorite. I only um, do one renegade option in the entire run of Mass Effect because to kick the guy at that window. Okay, two. <laughs> because there is in in the DLC there is a mission uh where there's a mission where there's a shepherd clone and he's like holding on to like your little shuttle doors and everything as you're like flying through the giant space station that the game like centers around. And you have the option to like pull him up and I guess take him in, but the other option is just to kick him off the <laughs> off the thing because you're because you're the original shepherd. But uh, the it's other part to kick him off. The other renegade option is a uh, there's this like bullshit throwaway villain in three who had like no reason to be there other than just to be a new villain. And the end of his boss fight, you get the single renegade option. And the way that this scene plays out is Shepard dodges away from his sword and like stabs him in the side to kill him. And the renegade option, all it does is add Shepard like just normal hand backhanding the sword to break it like as it's coming down before doing the exact same stabbing and i was like so you just did it there to make it spicy <laughs> it's like it was just you like you just like it's spun the, around it's the broke BM. the sword yeah you're just like i'm gonna break your fucking sword in my hand so it's it you, you can't teabag him in the game because that's that that doesn't exist in mass effect for some reason yeah so, I, that, that's I the next best thing but yeah, it's... I learned how to play video games in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's Crunch. like, man, I think, I'm, I think I'm overdue for a Mass Effect playthrough. I might buy the Legendary Edition if I play through it again, though, just to get all the all the stuff. But yeah, that ending still pisses me off. So <laughs> that's fair. That's also, Dead Space 3's ending fucking pisses me off because it sets up. It can either set up a Dead Space 4, or with better explanation, it could just instill more dread. But it doesn't provide any, like, context to what is happening. So... Do you think they did that on purpose in order oh, definitely. to... Oh, 
they, okay. pro- they probably wanted to leave it open-ended because at best if it is the finale it's oh look we were never going to beat these things like this is just this is a power beyond like human comprehension but the other thing is like oh hey look four is hey we're going to go save the earth from these things but the thing is that ending is at the end of a dlc not even the base game <laughs> the base game ends honestly with no ending <laughs> there this is no ending to dead space 3 before the dlc this might be a spicy hot take but i think it's the only correct take and i understand that the i feel like modern times dlc especially like in that case it seems like the dlc was kind of important to the plot and mm. it was either something where the production company or whoever was making the game was probably like pushed to put a game out before it was done so they could make money and be like oh we can microtransaction in your true EA. ending ea yeah ea being ea was it, e- was it ea sports is in the dlc, it's it's in the DLC. <laughs> i feel like this is to video game companies like big companies like ea and bethesda and I don't know any other large Activision Blizzard Activision who's currently in a lawsuit. You know, like, <laughs> speak of them. It's like they're in a lawsuit. Baltimore. It's like they're in a lawsuit. EA is trying to sell off. Just let's let's just get rid of them. Just please let's... get rid of them. <laughs> so so to to these big video game companies from me, uh, totally a video game expert. Let your damn game developers tell a complete story without making it DLC, because then. The people who only buy the full game get a full fucking game. And then people who want to have microtransactions for additional content, you can make bonus content. Like, at least with Borderlands 1, I got a full video game without any DLC. And all the DLC is just bonus adventures I get to go on with my character in that same universe. I think that's... They feel a little disjointed, yes. Yes, I feel like that is the best way to do it. Like, complete the game and sell it as it is. If it's a game that has like online capabilities, like if you're playing with other players and stuff like that, I the only acceptable stuff I could see is just like cosmetics. Like if you just want to look cooler, you know, you should be able to buy something that can be customized, but it's never like you have to pay for this map. You have to pay to have access to these weapons. You know, it's like Yeah, season passes are also kind of the worst things that happen in the games recently. But um Dark Souls does their kind of DLC a little more acceptably where it's like the full game is the full game. And then their DLC will come out where it's like Dark Souls 2 or 3 was like, here's a another world. It's like the world of the painted world, which is like referenced in the games and all that, and they have a history in the games. Where it's like, here's a full, you know, story set in that location. Or it's like uh like with Horizon. Like Horizon uh they had their frozen wilds or something come out where it's like here's a whole new region where it's like a whole new story a whole new region here's basically like half of a full game for you they did that with fallout 3 with the pit yep. yeah they did yeah fallout 3 has like the swamp dlc okay. they have uh Dead money yeah they have like all the sh- the dlcs that are like here's a storyline in our region operation anchorage was my favorite one Mothership's data, probably but my second. For companies to be like, buy these map packs on this like content drop, buy these things. Like, if it's like, what was it a few years ago? Call of Duty was like, here's the game. And then two months down the line, it's like, here's our first map pack, which is like three or four maps, like a new costume or something, and like some guns. And I'm like, just include that in the main thing. <laughs> it's like, because the thing is, a lot of these are re released. You have these already. I think we could probably do an entire episode about DLC because I would love to go in depth on how the fucking Sims 4's DLC works because that shit is absolutely fucking bonkers. But I think that would be best for its own episode. Yeah, I could definitely get into it. I like that that we've gotten like six ideas for our future episodes in this one episode. Yeah, I'll have to watch the video back and write them all down and add them to our Feels like talking about anything from EA just leads down a rabbit hole of just bullshit practices. Yep. I really, oh god, I really hope they sell off and we don't have to deal with them ever again. So. <laughs> but, um, it's like, 
God, see my mask pisses me off. It really does. <laughs> Between oh, one, so two, and three, I sunk like so many hours into those games, though. And then it's like, it wasn't even a boss fight. It's just now I'm here, and now you're telling me to pick one of these three options. After everything, it's like. I'm I sure mean, there's probably an article with like Kotaku or something where like the writer was like, "We really wanted uh, players to understand that it's not like wars don't often come down to like a big fight, but it's the small decisions that you make that can have like." But those small decisions impact. aren't factored blah, blah, blah. in. They aren't factored in to pick a color. It's yeah. just, it's like a thing. Is like Mass Effect. The thing that gets me is Mass Effect One and Two had a side plot through like all the side missions involving like dark matter energy it was like this rare it was like this just one storyline it's like hey we can probably use this to develop weapons and stuff like that and it's just like throughout the games it's like this dark matter research so i'm like if i follow the storyline this might lead to like a weapon in three you know something that's like hey we can make something here that could fight against the reapers but that's like no, that storyline's just dropped. And it's even mentioned in like one of the side quests. It's like the Reapers fear dark matter energy. So it's like, you're not building on this? It's like, why are you not building on this? It's like So it's just there's so much like left on the table for just like pick a color. And I'm like, I just don't think they knew how to make everything mean everything at the end. But they, man, they, it was, man, it was they disappointing. Were, <laughs> they were sprinting on the end, and they had the they had the baton. They were ready to pass it off, and then <laughs> they just fell ass over tea kettle. What gets me is that they put out three, and then they put out DLC for three, which takes place during the main story. So it's like if you beat the game, and then these DLCs come out, technically all this takes place before the ending of the game. Well, of course they couldn't put it in after because they shoehorned you into three decisions based on, like, this is probably nitpicky. How come the colors, the colors are, like, red, blue, and green? Yes. Why not just stick with the primary colors? Why green? Like, you had two primaries and then you have to go to a secondary? Like, that's what I got tripped up on. (laughs) I was like, there has to be something to that green Green's probably the quote-unquote correct choice, because why would you put two it's primaries? Technically, it's technically the good ending. It's the one where Shepard survives, and green. It, all the organics in the galaxy have their DNA rewritten to also be kind of bio-organic, or mecha- bio, bio-mechanical, so they're part machine also. So it's Nemesis like, world. hey, look, since nobody in the galaxy is organic truly we don't have to fulfill our purpose and wipe out every civilization so here's all of this knowledge from all the previous civilizations so now we can make a better galaxy and it's like this is the one ending that actually kind of is technically the good ending because shepherd's alive and everybody's alive and the galaxy is now prospering but at the same time why put why why not just tie this into the story and make it the true ending why make why give a choice like why not just build to this ending like i'm just like the more i think about it the more pissed off it's against me we have to stop it's like (laughs) we gotta stop stop for your blood pressure you're already mad about destiny before we started recording yeah i came into destiny we're on the last damage phase we're on the last damage phase of a dungeon and my team gets booped we fall off the stage and it's just I already came in here salty, and I'm talking about Mass Effect, and now it's like it's getting it's making it worse. Get some water, broke down your sodium levels, and we'll end this episode. <laughs> uh, so we'll close the episode there before Sharky like fully says a gamer word on our, on our <laughs> podcast. Just the uh, just the uh, just John trying John's getting upset. <laughs> just <laughs> um. So if you if you liked uh our communal ranting here uh. Us follow, subscribe. Apparently, there's a lot of us, a lot of people who are watching us and not subscribing. That's kind of weird, but you know what? Sometimes it shows up in your recommended. Fine. Um, in the description below, you can find all of our various socials that you can uh, follow. Uh, if you are so inclined, uh, you get to see me 
and Sharky complain about wrestling sometimes. Uh, and I usually have D&D takes. And Haley has very intellectual takes. And uh, sometimes he talks about On starting. what? <laughs> <laughs> intellectual and, takes when? <laughs> and this was kind of our like get back into the groove episode after everybody was sick last week. And Haley's finally back. So we'll get back into the groove things. We'll we'll have a we'll have we'll try to be more structured next time. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm Decavolti, been the return of anxiety lasagna, and we've got Sharky Hat, and this is the Without Context podcast. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye.